0: And he looks there and begins to run. He jumps off the porch and he begins to run. And as he gets to his son, his son starts the speech. His son has been practicing. Father, I've sinned against heaven. i sinned against you. I'm not worthy. And before the son, once again, this is my imagination, but before the son even gets to the end of the phrase, the father cuts him off. And he embraces him. And he takes the dirty rags that he has on and he puts a new robe on him. And then the father does something maybe that's not so surprising or odd or bizarre. The father throws a party. Throws a celebration. And invites all of his friends and his relatives and his loved ones. And they come together to have I found my missing son celebration. because there was something that was lost and something that was found and there was great great rejoicing so why does jesus tell these three stories jesus is surrounded by sinners who are then surrounded by religious leaders who are grumbling and complaining that he welcomes these sinners why does Jesus, take the time and the energy to tell these stories. If you're going to write anything down today, write this one phrase down. Jesus tells these stories to remind the sinners and the religious people of his day and to tell us and remind us, now get this, that God treasures lost people. God treasures lost people. He not only loves them and adores them and wants them to follow them and wants them to come home, but God actually in his heart of hearts treasures them as we would treasure the most important treasures of our lives. God treasures lost people. The scriptures tells us that God so treasured this world that he sent his one and only most important treasure, Jesus, in this world that whoever believes in him will not perish but will be treasured by him forever. God treasures lost people. I told you at the beginning, though, that there were four Four stories that Jesus tells. One sort of an addendum. It's, it's at the finish of the last story. We have the story of the lost sheep and the story of the lost coin and the story of the lost son. But the fourth story I think that's embedded in this is the story of a lost brother. You see, there, there's a brother of the young man. And as the father is throwing a celebration, as the father has invited all the friends, as the calf is being cut into pieces so that it can be served, the older brother goes to the father and says, this isn't right. Father, I've been obedient to you the whole time. I've been waiting for you to love me and and to be part of my life. But now the lost one comes back and you're celebrating and you haven't ever given me anything. And I think this story has an addendum to the lost brother because, get this, I think the brother was more lost than anything else in any of the three stories. See, the brother thought he was found. The brother thought he was home. The brother brother thought that he loved the father. But at the end of the day, the brother couldn't rejoice when lost things came home. To close, I would just ask you here on the edge of Calgary at Thornhill with the city surrounding you, as you think about the neighborhoods that you live in, whether it's in a house or apartment or a town home whether you think of the homes that are around this particular church, whether they're apartment complexes or homes, as you think about the schools and the places where people work, of the places people shop, if people play, what I would ask you is do you treasure those people? See, I'm pretty convinced that our God is a missionary God. That God has sent himself out into this world. And God is, is nudging your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers. He's whispering in their ear. He's tapping them in the shoulder. He's biting them in the heart on a regular basis. And what God asks from his church, us as his followers, is would we be willing to join him on mission? Would we be willing to become a missionary people, to step out into our neighborhoods, into our workplaces, into our schools, in those places that we play, and, and knowing that God is already at work, God is already nudging, God is already whispering, God is already biting people in the heart. Would we simply be willing to work with God, to go on mission with God and stand in front of our neighbors and our friends and our students? and people we play with, would we be willing to go with them and say, God loves you, God treasures you, God wants you to know him? Would we be willing to be his missionaries serving a missionary God? I believe around this church, I believe in the neighborhoods that you live in, God is working in the lives of people. At the same time, God is calling us to join him to treasure lost people. Last story. When my daughter, Kelsey, who is now uh, 21 years old and about ready to graduate from university and get married, when she was about five and six years old, we had this bedtime ritual and my wife would get her all ready for bed and, and get her all bathed and wash her hair and get her in her jammies and, and, and tuck her in. And then I would come into her room and I would put my face real close to her and we would pray together. And, and after we prayed together, then I would put my, my face right next to hers and, and, and look her right in the eye and I would say, Kelsey, daddy loves you. And Kelsey, my daughter, this five and six-year-old little girl would look up into me with her big blue eyes and say, Daddy, I love you more. And I would look down and say, Kelsey, I love you more and more and more. And she would look up and say, Daddy, I love you more and 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 more. And I would say, Kelsey, I love you more and 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 more. And more and more. And she'd say, Daddy, I love you more and 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 I would say, Kelsey, I love you more and 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 more. There are people around us who are lost. Some have, like the sheep, simply wandered away. And they never even knew one clump of grass after the other, how they got so far away from the Father. Some, like the coin, just sort of slipped away. One minute they were there and the other minute they weren't. Some like the son who rebelled and went away on his own. There are people around us every day who are lost. But people of God, I remind you that God loves them more and 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 more. God loves lost people. What do we love? Let me pray. God, thanks for your redeeming grace that at some time in the life of us, the people represented in this community of faith, this congregation, Even though we were far away from you, you reached down and you loved us. You convicted us of our sin. You drew us to repentance. You called us to follow Jesus, and because of his sacrifice for us on the cross, his amazing resurrection, his ascension into heaven, now we call him our Savior, our Lord. And God, we're grateful that though we were once lost, We're now found. But Father, give us hearts to feel for those who are lost. Give us eyes to see them. Give us hands and feet to walk into their lives. Give us mouths to represent the good news of the gospel to them. Father, this week, bite us in the heart so that we can love people like you love people. In Jesus' name, amen.